Um, all right, we're going to get into fair it. or foul. Five big questions that you've come up with, Joe, that we can talk out. Uh, but yeah. before we get to that, I want to remind you that you're listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're sharing the podcast with your friends too, your family. Tell everybody how much fun we have um, and uh, and all the new the, the new giant styles that we that we uh, we put out there for you too. This is my new one. You like my I like new that. One, I do. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, I like so that. You could even wear that on the golf course. It's all white. I'm feeling that. Uh, yeah, except for then you get those sweat stains real fast. I'm <laughs> John trying to get this to last through the season. But anyway, make sure you are subscribed yeah. to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. All right. Let's do a little fair or foul here, Mark. I'm going to spin the tables on you, all right? And okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you five strong statements of things that I've just been thinking about this week. And I want you to say, Joe, these are either fair and it's 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 appropriate to think that way, or this is foul. You're, you're just you're a part of the lunatic fringe today. You're, you're sitting in section 138, and, and you need to stop the beer consumption from Gordon Biersch, all right? Let's start with our first one. Anthony DiScafani is the first bad multi-year deal that Farhan Zaidi has given out. Um, fair or foul? I think that's fair in this moment. It's a little early, obviously. What are we? Two, three starts into <laughs> yeah. this multi-year deal. So while I think that this can absolutely be saved, it's fair to feel that way right now um, because, A, it's not just that it didn't look great so far this year. I have to admit what went on in my gut when the Giants announced this signing, I was like, really? Three yeah. years? I, did you see something or do you know something about last year that, that we don't? He was good. He was really good. I get it. But he's not a young guy, No. number one. And number two, he kept getting torched by the Dodgers last year. And number three, it just seemed like he was really good, but the high-leveraged moments, there are times where he struggled. Like, you look at a Rodon and the outpitch that he has. You even look at a Logan Webb and the outpitch that he has. I felt like Disco could get to two strikes on anyone, but man, that third strike is tough. He just doesn't have that devastating outpitch, no. which in this day and age of baseball scares me a little bit. Yeah, you got to have it. And the other thing is he just leaked oil all down the stretch and he can't pitch against the Dodgers. Like that's a problem for me. So, all right, let's get to our next fair or foul. The Darren Ruff experiment is over. And before you answer fair or foul, heading into tonight's game, he was batting 179, 91 at-bats, zero home runs. So is it fair or foul that I'm willing to say the Darren Ruff experiment as our DH and our cleanup hitter, it's over? This one is totally foul. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. First of all, uh, I know there are some deep analytics on uh, batted balls in play and, yeah. and, uh, and, and the hard-hit ball. Darren did have a couple weeks where I felt like, and actually I've seen some more of it, even in just the, the, the last few games this week, he's had some rough luck snake bit, as you would yeah. say, hitting some hard balls right at people. But secondly, we mentioned this before Darren's being asked to do something that he's never done before in his career, which is face a string of right-handed pitching. And, and you got to be able to hit right-handed pitching yeah. if you're going to be in this spot. But with all of the left-handed hitters that have been out for the Giants, Belt, Wade, Yaz, Jock, they've needed Darren to be in the lineup every night. They have never faced, and I mean have not faced barely any left-handed pitching at all for like a three-week stretch. It's which been is wild. His money maker. I just don't think Darren 
in these three weeks has really been in his best position to succeed. And some of those reasons have been out of their control. I I still think this guy's got a lot of pop in the bat. He's going to make some noise this year. I'm with you on the hard hit ball thing. That's something that you look at the box score and it looks ugly. But when you watch the at-bats, they're not as bad as the numbers look. They're bad, but they're not as bad as the numbers look. So, all right, let's get to our third one. We're doing fair or foul here. This particular team is the slowest and lowest IQ base running team in San Francisco Giants history. I swear to God, Mark, fair foul on this one because every single night, actually every inning, I feel like I'm, I'm looking up and I'm going, I'm dumbfounded at why you would try to go first to second or why you would try to go second to third there. I just, I don't get the base running with this team. Okay. Right now. I'm, I'm only going to say foul because you said in San Francisco giant history, <laughs> I mean, it was a big statement, uh, you know, three, three and a half weeks into a season and Ruben Rivera is not on this team. <laughs> yeah, I was just so th- as long as Ruben Rivera is not on this team, uh, it cannot be the lowest IQ base uh, running team. Mauricio Dubon has given him a run, man. Oof. He's trying. And Wilmer, gotta, you know, I, I don't know if they're, if, he, if he's related to Rivera in some way, sometimes <laughs> it looks like that on the base pass. But yeah, listen, I'm not going to disagree with you, though, that it's been weird. But I just have a hard time when you talk about lowest IQ anything, knowing the way that we do, knowing what we do about the way this team and staff goes about its business. The they are so fine tuned They with everything. They work on the littlest things so often. They've got tons of base running coaches. It's one of the things that Alyssa Nacken has really worked on with the guys a lot in the last couple of years. And they're always therefore buttoned up. They're always at least knowing the right thing to do. Um, it's just been a stretch of, of, of them not doing it. So I want to see what this looks like over a whole season because there have been a lot of curious decisions and it's odd because it should be a strength for the giants. And, um, and it's just not, yeah. Like I look at someone like Brandon Crawford, not the fastest guy, but a really smart base runner. Like that's what I would file him under. Like just a, a smart, gritty, high IQ baseball player in terms of running the bases. They just don't have enough of those guys. You know what I mean? They, they got a bunch of slow dudes. Let's go to our fourth one here. All right. We're doing fair foul. Mike Yastrzemski or Luis Gonzalez has to be in the lineup in one of those three outfielder spots every single day over the next two weeks. Is that fair or foul? I'm going to say that's fair. I know that they're both left-handed hitters and the the giants are going to get an influx of other players who Mm -hmm. can do what those guys do. Like I wonder even about Luis Gonzalez's spot on the roster when Lamont Wade comes back. It's true. Um, I'm not sure how that's all going to, going to shake out and and maybe Gonzo is actually going to, end up getting sent down, but I really like the way he plays. And because they don't have the right-handed thump and, and, and roster spots that they need in the outfield, uh, even if there's a left-handed pitcher out there on the mound, the giants are going to have to put one of those guys or some of those guys out there. You know, you can put Darren Ruff out there. Austin Slater, obviously is off to a pretty good start. I really like the way he's playing. Me too. But how many right-handed hitters can you put out there? Yeah. They just don't have that right now. So I, I, I think that's totally fair. I mean, Yaz is starting to play better. Gonzalez has been fun to watch since he came up. I think those guys have to be in the lineup. Yeah. 
Yeah, Yaz is batting close to 260, 265, depending on where you're at. If you're listening to this Thursday night or Friday uh, afternoon, and then and Luis Gonzalez, well over 300, and he's been clutch, been surprisingly clutch. All right, let's get to our last one, fair or foul. I'm asking, I'm telling you a strong statement here, Mark, and you're letting me know, Joe, that's fair or that is so foul, it is not even funny. All right, here we go. Last one, the San Francisco Giants are going to have to part with one of their premier prospects this year if they want to solve these lineup issues. Is that fair or foul? I'm going to hesitate, but I'm going to say that it's foul. And the word that bothers me there is premier, a premier prospect. Are you talking about a Luciano? Are you talking about a Matos? Are you talking about a Harrison? Are you talking about a Hunter Bishop? I have a hard time feeling uh, like the Giants are going to want to do that this year. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Uh, when they look at prospects inside a clubhouse or inside executive offices, they call them assets. So it's not just, oh, they're homegrown. We've got to see them come up and, and play for the Giants. No, I, I think they absolutely will if they feel like they're in position to go win a division and they feel like they need to plug holes. But kind of the idea behind building the farm system the way they have is that it's strength in numbers, to borrow a term from the Warriors. They've got so many prospects that you don't have to give up one of the top three. You can give up number seven or number nine and and get a player of value like they did last year with Chris Bryant. If you can get Chris Bryant, and I don't even remember what prospect the, number they that gave was. up. It was depending on who you were talking to. It was the ninth and twelfth, or like the eleventh and fifteenth best prospects in their in their farm. It was not like these premier prospects. These were guys right. none of us have heard of. Right. So if you're going to go ahead and be able to get a player of Chris Bryant's caliber without touching the top seven on your prospect list, I don't know why you would touch the top seven yeah. on your prospect list. I know the Dodgers did because they ended up getting two elite mm-hmm. players in mm-hmm. Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Outside of a deal like that being available, I don't think this is the year where the Giants are going to want to do that. All right, so we've done fair or foul, but Mark, I- I've got a better question for you. We know Giants-Dodgers, that's the number one rivalry, right? In terms of the Giants' number one rival is the Dodgers. Who's number two? Because they're facing the St. Louis Cardinals for four games this weekend, and I... I think an argument can be crafted, and I think you can win the argument that the Cardinals are the number two rival to the San Francisco Giants. If I was listing out a hierarchy here, what do you think when I say that? Well, I mean, I think in this moment, sometimes it feels that way, the presence of Goldschmidt and Arenado, because those two <laughs> yes. rub us raw more than pretty much any other players in baseball. And then historically, they've played them in the playoffs a lot. So many times. But I also feel like the Giants have largely had their number in, in those moments outside of going all the way back to Candy Maldonado and the damn lights. So, you know, I, I, I just, great Paul, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel, I, I hear you and, and I get that, but I, I just, I want to say the Padres. Okay. My, 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 okay. my you know, like I, I, the only other team that even comes to mind is the A's and, and they don't okay. play them enough. And I don't okay. even know if they're going to be in the Bay area long enough. Um, the Padres, knowing that a they're going to be around in this division for a while and what i mean i know they're in the division but i think they're going to be a real player in the division for a while just like the giants and dodgers you have players that are recognizable and hateable like a machado Mm -hmm. maybe even a tatis 
But then add in, don't forget what happened at the beginning of the year. They already played, already That's got true. all hot and bothered into an unwritten rules situation. They're set up to play a bunch more times throughout the year, and that could come up again. So it's close. I see what you're saying, but I'm going to go San Diego Padres. And it pains me to say this. Their uniforms are pretty sweet, the Cardinals. Like, even if I'm not a Cardinal fan by any stretch, I hate the Cardinals. But the St. Louis with the bat, the Cardinals with the bat and the birds, it's pretty vintage. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to have respect for it. And the only other guy to have 24 All-Stars is Stan the Man Usual. So, you know, outside of our man Willie Mays, whose birthday is tomorrow, Friday, if you're listening to this on Friday, turns 91. My dad's favorite baseball player of all time. I don't know if you had an opportunity to see him. I didn't, but I am like a Willie Mays aficionado because I went down the rabbit hole just so I could talk with my dad and my grandpa. Yeah, that's the best. Uh, Happy birthday to the say, hey, there's, there's nobody better. I did not ever get to see him live. Uh, however, as a kid, over the holidays, I was gifted a Willie Mays baseball card, and it made no it way made my year. Yeah, and family that's members really did. cool. I got amazing and McCovey. I've still got them to this day, and, uh, and and so it's one of those things. Those two guys, that's cool. I mean, whether it's from the Cove, the Plaza, the Giants have done such a good job of keeping those careers alive, yeah. even for yeah. people who never saw them play. Like I don't know many people in sports, any sport where you can just be like, I love that guy that yeah. is a beloved player, and I never saw him play. It's like, crazy. I don't feel that way about Wilt Chamberlain or, <laughs> or I, I never Bill saw Russell. him play. Yeah. You know what I mean, Bill yeah. Russell. I never saw him play. Y.A. Tittle. I never saw him play. Like, uh, you know, but Willie Mays and Willie McCovey, man, those guys are right here yeah. and never saw him play. Yeah, uh, but neither. the Giants have done an unbelievable job of keeping their careers alive. Yeah, one last bow on this. Both of them were so regal and loved the next generation and the generation after that, and they propped those guys up with a smile when so few of the old-school guys wanted to embrace the new. I just I love everything Willie represents. He's my dad's favorite player. He wears number 24 when we play softball because of Willie. I learned basket catches in the backyard because of Willie, and I always flip the hat off when I'm rounded second base because my dad taught me about Willie. Love it. Love it. Keep going, Willie. Absolutely the best. Happy birthday. Uh, This has been Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. Episode 5. For Joe Shasky, I'm Mark Willard. Make sure you are subscribed so you do not miss any other episodes. Uh, We've got them coming out twice a week. And we look forward to talking to you again soon.